Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk About It with Big Co. Live on the Big Co. Podcast. Talking about news, what's going on today in American society, and um, how it affects black people, Mexicans, and Native Americans. So without further ado, let's get started. And here we go. So today I want to start off with the black man that was killed. Um, And I can't really recall the state he was killed in, but he was pulled over. He got out of his truck. The police told him to, to come to the back of the truck. He eventually did that. And then the police went to reach for his arm and he got to tussling with the police. Ended up fighting the police, took the police to the ground. And then the police shot him and killed him. Now, I'm not justifying any shooting of any black man. But as black men, we got to think, man. You got to think. You're fighting a killer. Police are killers. They're trained killers. Trained assassins. So when he started tussling with that officer and took that officer to the ground, okay, now all bets are off. He didn't think, man. Come on, man. This man has a weapon. He can legally shoot you. So why are you fighting with him? So I said that to say this. Come on, man. We got to think before we get into altercations with law enforcement officers. They're trained killers, man. Nine times out of ten, we don't have a weapon. You know, and he shot that man. He killed him. But I'm going to be fair. He should have been fighting the police. He should have just complied, and we could have taken care of anything the police done wrong later on because it would have saved his life. Not because he was scared or because we know that these police are unfair We know they hide behind their badge and their gun. But we also know they'll shoot us if they're given a chance. They get a strike for shooting us. A strike. You know what I'm saying? They're lauded. They're applauded when they kill a black man. So as black men, let's not give them a reason to shoot us. Because that's very different from... Uh, a black suspect running and shooting him seven times in the back. It's very different from that. That's that 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 there's no reason to shoot a man running seven times in the back. But now they but now they have a reason now when they say, well, he was fighting me. I have it on video. He was fighting me, and I shot him. And that cop is going to get two weeks off paid vacation, and then he's going to be right back on the force. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you one thing about white people. White people will kill anything. They've proven it. White people will kill their kids. White people will kill their their mates, their spouses for money, for insurance money. You see it all over TV, man. Murder is big business on television. You know, I watch... um, Forensic Files. Now, you, I watch Forensic Files, 
and I watch First 48. Now, First 48 portrays young black kids as killers. Because, I mean, they show it. They show young black kids killing up everything, right? So, but they also have forensic files, which shows white people as killers. There's very seldom black people on forensic files that have killed something. You know what I'm saying? But most of it is white people killing for insurance money. White people will kill their kids for insurance money. They'll kill their wives and husbands for insurance money. You know what I'm saying? White people will kill for money, period. You know, um, most of the stuff on First 48 is kids killing and robberies, and they ain't getting no money out of it. You know what I'm saying? Usually they just kill the person and end up with nothing. You know what I'm saying? White people will kill for money. So murder is big business. Um, okay, well, having said that, let's move on to the news. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with the four students who were murdered in Moscow, Iowa, Idaho, excuse me, um, about two weeks ago, which is sad and condolences out to their families because that was, that's a terrible tragedy. Um, but here's a story that they tried to associate with that, but they, uh, they since found out it's not connected. Moscow, Idaho. Almost two weeks after four University of Idaho students were stabbed to death in their rooms, local police and federal agents continue to follow leads, but said they have ruled out any connection to two other stabbings in the Pacific Northwest. Quote, there have been numerous media inquiries about a 1999 double stabbing in Pullman, Washington, and the 2021 double stabbing with one death in Salem, Oregon. Uh, Moscow police said Friday in a press release. While these cases share similarities with the King Street homicides, uh, there does not appear to be any evidence to support the cases are related. The four students, three women and a man, were found dead in their beds on November 13th in a rental house near campus. A county coroner said they were likely asleep when they were attacked. That's, that's man, come on, you attack somebody in their sleep, that's cowardly. Uh, the victims were housemates Madison Mogan, 21, of Cordialine, Idaho, Zana Kernodal, 20, of Post Falls, Idaho, Kaylee Concalvez, 21, of Wrath Drum, Idaho, and Kernodal's boyfriend, Ethan Shapin, 20, of Mount Vernon, Washington. No suspects have been identified. Police said Friday they warned against speculation that has stoked community fears and spread false facts. To date, 113 pieces of physical evidence has been collected and sent to the Idaho State Police Crime Lab for processing an analyst, the press release said. Okay, um, my personal feelings, whoever killed them was a white dude. We don't even get out like that. You know, black folks don't even get out like that. Where we gonna go and stab somebody in their sleep. So my personal feelings, and just my personal feelings, um, that it was some white folks that did that. <laughs> All right. Um, and then there's a story I got coming out of New York, Mount Hope, the Bronx, uh, to investigate. Hold on a minute. What the fuck is that? 
interrupting my shit with that bullshit. You can't have that story. They're playing all kind of weird ass music and shit. Okay, let's move on. Okay, here's one. Early voters in Georgia head to the polls Saturday for the Senate runoff between um, Warnock and um, what do you call him? Um, Herschel Walker. Okay. My personal um, take on that is Herschel Walker is observably stupid. Observably stupid. You can look at Herschel Walker and listen to him. And he exudes stupidity. Now, I'm not for Herschel or Warnock because I'm not a political person. But just from the outside looking in, Herschel, Herschel Walker's a dummy. He can't pronounce, he has no diction. He can't pronounce his words correctly. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't know what a pronoun is. You know, Herschel Walker is a, it's a brother that's been listening to white people tell him what to do his whole life. His entire life. Just like he's doing right now. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, looking at the two candidates, I would pick Warnock if I was a voter. He just seems smarter than Herschel Walker. Um, what else do we got in the news, man? Okay. Uh, protests erupt across China in unprecedented challenge to Xi Jinping's zero COVID policy. <laughs> They're still tripping on that COVID stuff, man. Look, if you look up COVID in the medical dictionary, right, it's the common cold. It's the common But these people have told me that it's something that's going to, it's a virus that's going to kill you. How many times have you heard of somebody dying from the common cold? That whole COVID thing was a hoax. The shot was a hoax. It wasn't about a virus killing you. It was about you voluntarily taking the shot so they can get that shot in you. Because that shot was an mRNA messenger vaccine. So it sent a message to your DNA. You got to go back a couple years ago when Microsoft went to the Supreme Court and asked the Supreme Court if they could patent people's DNA. And the Supreme Court said no, with a caveat. And I'm going to get to that. Um, but what's the purpose? Why would they want to patent your DNA? They would want to patent your DNA because once they patent your DNA, they own you. You become a piece of property because you've been patented. Right? Um, now, the caveat to that was the Supreme Court said, no, you cannot patent someone's DNA. But now 
if you change their DNA, then you can patent. So that's why they wanted you to take the shot. Because when they put that shot in you, it gave you three strands of DNA. Therefore, they changed your DNA. And now they can patent your DNA. Now look at it like this. Before they changed your DNA, you had two DNA strands. Each strand was 72,000. What's two times 72,000? 144,000. What does 144,000 mean in the Bible? What is What does the Bible reckon 144,000 to? The 144,000, 7,000 from each tribe that is going to be in the army of the Most High. Now, when they gave you another strand, now your strand is not 144,000 when you combine the two. Now your strand is 216. 600 times three score, which is 60, times six equals 216. So 666 equals 216. So if you took that shot, now you have 216, your DNA equals 216 or 666. Now, you relate that to whatever you want to relate that to. But I'll tell you, you shouldn't have took that shot. So, not only does it equate to 216,000 now, but now you have you are part if you took this the Shizat, you are part of the internet of things right which means you're you can be hooked up to the network now yeah that 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 mrna vaccine built the the um the workings so that you can be connected to the internet And the reason why they wanted to connect you to the internet is because they're about to get rid of the cash. December 13th, Biden bucks is supposed to start be put into place, right? Which is the new CBDC program that the Federal Reserve is putting out. Well, that's moving everything to the blockchain. So now they're going to be able to monitor your work output digitally because you're now part of the net and you're now part of the internet of things and then they will pay you based on your work product that you put out digitally because now you're just now you're a digital being you're no longer a human now you're a hybrid you're part machine part human So it was never about you. It was never about you dying from a from a uh, disease or a virus. It was all about getting them to let you put that network in them in you, and that's what you did. Come on, you know it was a hoax. The people who got fired, 
because they wouldn't take it, the Supreme Court called that unconstitutional. Now they're getting rehired and they're getting back pay for the time that they missed. Yeah. They're back on the job. Imagine that. So the shot was a bad idea. Taking the shot was a bad idea. Because now you're no longer, you're no longer a child of God. Now you're a child of man. See, you got to look back to the days of Noah, right? Noah built the ark, him and his family got on the ark with two of every animal. And so it was Noah, his wife, his three sons, and his three daughter-in-laws. Do you know why it was only them on the ark? Because their blood was pure. Everybody else's blood was corrupted. The same thing, the Bible says, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Because they did the exact same thing back in Noah's day. They had technology back then. It wasn't, they weren't um, as, as um, dumb as you think they were. They had the same technology back then that we have today. And they shot up everybody with a shot back then too. And it corrupted their blood. So the Most High had to, in order to save the bloodline, he had to separate Noah and his family and kill off everything. The same thing he's going to do now. Because you're no longer a child of God because you took that shot. They tricked you. You've been tricked. Now you basically are a child of the devil. 666, the 216. So, I mean, and I mean, like, you know, good luck with that. Because I sure didn't take it. I wasn't going to let them put nothing in my blood. You know, so it is what it is. We'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. Um, now we're going to talk about this Jew and Jewish thing. AJC has an article saying, who are the black Hebrew Israelites? Um, and here's the article. Brooklyn Ned star Kyrie Irving apologized Sunday for returning to Barclays Center after an eight-game suspension for promoting a film of a black Hebrew Israelite ideology filled with anti-Semitic tropes. Irving, who had declined to denounce anti-Semitism before his suspension, said he meant no harm and in hindsight should have handled the backlash differently. Quote, I just want to offer my deep apologies to all those who were impacted over the last few weeks. He told journalists after a practice, all races and cultures, I feel like we all feel the impact and I don't stand for anything close to hate speech or anti-Semitism or anything that is anti-going against the human race. Despite attempts by the Nets and Irving to move forward from the ordeal outside the Barclays Center, a group of black Hebrew Israelites came out to support Irving, wearing shirts emblazoned with Israel united in Christ and chanting, we are all the real Jews. 
Just who are the Black Hebrew Israelites and what do they believe and why are some of those beliefs problematic? Um, okay, I'm going to answer those questions. Number one, the beliefs are not problematic because I'm an Israelite myself. Um, and we are the real Jews. And I'm going to explain to you why. Now, first, we have to look at the terminology used by the two groups. The Caucasian Jewish, who say they are the real Jews, you have to look at what they call themselves. They call themselves Jewish. Ish means something like, right? So when you, when you say their name, they're saying we're Jewish. That means we're something like Jews because they're converts. They converted to what's called Judaism back in the 1400s, and they begin to call themselves Jewish, right? Now, the Hebrew Israelites, they don't claim to be Jewish. They claim to be Jews from the tribe of Judah. And we can trace our lineage back to Shem. See, because they say, when you say something against the Jewish, it's anti-Semitic. They should be saying it's anti-Shemitic, right? Because we come from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We come in the bloodline. That's why we don't call ourselves Jewish. We call ourselves Jews because we are, we are Jews by blood from the tribe of Judah, right? When you ask one of those Jewish people, what tribe do you come from? They said, we come from the Jewish tribe. There is no Jewish tribe. There's 12 tribes of Israel. Judah being, being the, uh, the ruler, ruling tribe of the other 12 tribes. So we are the real Jews. We come from the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They do not. They are Caucasians who have stolen the identity of the true Jews. Why? Because they get paid. All the countries pay tribute. All the nations pay tribute to the Israelis because they have fooled the world and told the world that they are us. <coughs> Excuse me. They fooled the world and told the world that they are us. So you got to ask yourself what Kanye is saying. Kanye is saying that they, they pay our people to rap debauchery and murder and killing our own people. And why would they do that? Why would it be important for them to keep our people fighting and killing each other? Why would it be important for them to do that? Because if we keep fighting ourselves, we can never we can never unite and fight against them. Because they have stolen our heritage. They've stolen our heritage and they want us to keep infighting. But that's almost over. Because as you can see, we're beginning to unite. And once we've united, it's all bad for the Jewish. All bad for them. So answering that question, just who are the Hebrew Israelites? 
you know, we're the people they talk about in the Bible. God's chosen. Even Hitler knew it. In the 1960s, Hitler gave an interview with Time magazine where he straight up said, wait until the Americans find out who those Negroes are that they've been persecuting for all these years. They are the jewels of God. He was talking about us. For 400 years, they've been just beating us down. 400 plus. But they want you to remember their Holocaust, which was three or four years. Their Holocaust was three or four years during World War II. They say six million Jews were killed, but there weren't six million Jews even in Germany during that time period. There were probably weren't six million people, including the Germans. If you go to the American Red Cross, who keeps the statistics on people killed during wartime, it says that there were 112,000 so-called Jews killed during the time of the Holocaust. That's it. So why would they want to perpetrate a fraud? Because the Holocaust was a fraud. Now, I'm not saying that some people didn't die. They did. But it wasn't close to 6 million. It was more like 112,000. Which... I'm sorry that those 112,000 people died. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it was a fraud. But I'm going to tell you why they did that. Number one, they did it because they wanted to, to look like they were the people under the curses of Deuteronomy um, 28, 15 and on. Their curses listed at starting at Deuteronomy 28, 15 that these curses are what the people in the Bible would go through so you could identify them, right? So what they did was is they tried to make their own Holocaust, which they did. And then at the end of that Holocaust, they were allowed to march into Israel and take over our lands because they had put together this false narrative that they were the people and the Holocaust was supposed to be them going through the curses, which it wasn't. Because if you look very closely and you go read Deuteronomy 28, 15 and on, it's going to tell you the curses that we as a people have been going through for 400 years. Not them, the real Jews. And they, they call us black Hebrew Israelites, but we're not just black. There are 12 tribes of, of Hebrew Israelites that are darker complected. And then we have Hebrew Israelites that are Mexicans and that are Native Americans that are lighter complected. In the Bible, it says Ephraim is a cake. The tribe of Ephraim is a cake not turned.
So that is the that is the belief. Oh, number two, we're not a religion. We're a philosophy. We're not a religion. We don't, we're not Christians. You know, we're not Muslims. We're not a religion. This is not about religion. This is about heritage. We want our heritage back. It's been stolen by these Caucasians. And they run everything. They run everything. And then, then they use this, then they use other black folks to influence people like regular people like us. And those black folks are in an organization called the Boule. Look it up. The Boule. All these fraternity members. And, you know, these are the people who, when there's a problem, they run to them and say, you need to calm your people down. Like Jesse Jackson, uh, Al Sharpton. They have, these people have long records of working with the FBI and so forth and so forth. So, you know, we're fighting against very, very powerful institutions. But we ain't going to have to raise a finger because, see, here's the thing. The most high is on our side. The most high is fighting for us. So we're going to go through some tough times. But the end result is going to be that the most high is going to prevail. Yeah, the God of Israel. See, a lot of you think that God is a cherubic white man that's jovial and lives in the clouds and forgives all sins. And unfortunately, you're incorrect. The Most High is a terrible power. He does the good and he does the evil. Imagine that. And he's only the God of the Israelites. So, you know, I, you know, I be, you know, I'm, I'm a TikToker. So I be on TikTok a lot. And I see people, white people, and people of all different nations preaching about the Bible. Oh, Jesus is going to come back. And oh, he's going to come back and save us all. And woo, woo, woo. But you obviously don't read the Bible. Because number one, his name is not Jesus. Jesus is that white boy they've been telling you was the son of God all these years. That was a lie. Yahweh Shai is his name, and he's black as black can be. <laughs> and he says he's not coming back to bring peace. He's coming back to bring the sword. 
the vision. He's coming back to bring the sword. He's coming back cutting heads off. He's not coming back with talking about peace. And if you go to Matthew 24, 15, he tells you he's coming to save his people. What does that mean when he says I'm coming to save his people? He's coming to save what is lost. Matthew 8, 11, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. If you're not of the house of Israel, he's not coming to save you. He's coming to cut your head off. Now, you can go to Pastor Porkchop, who's going to keep preaching you those smooth things to make you feel good. But that ain't the truth. The Pastor Porkchop might as well be the Pied Piper. Because he's piping you right down to the Thames River to drown you. Destruction. That's why we say the Hebrew Israelites is not a religion. We, well, let's go back to why we ended up in slavery. Okay. Now, when the Israelites were taken out of Egypt in slavery, because they were in slavery in Egypt, the Most High gave them commandments to keep. And they made a covenant with the Most High that they would keep his commandments. And they sprinkled the blood on that covenant to seal it. And then they didn't keep the commandments. They start worshiping idols, doing all kinds of sin. So the Most High sent them back into uh, to slavery. Come on, man, the Israelites have been in seven or eight or nine different slaveries just because we won't listen and keep the commandments of the Most High. It already says that two-thirds of the Israelites will be destroyed because they won't keep the commandments. Only one-third will keep the commandments. It's in the Bible. But back to all these people who are preaching the Bible. The Most High says, what are you doing with my gospel in your mouth? Because if you're not Israel, that makes you one of the other nations. And all, your na all the nations took crafty counsel against Israel, against his people. And that's who he's coming to fight against. You can go to Psalms 83. And it clearly points out all the different nations. There's 18 of them. Right? And that these are the ones who took crafty counsel against the Israelites. The foremost one being Edom. Now, in the Bible, all the nations are betrayed by their by their biblical names. And here's, here's something for you, Caucasians. The Edomites are the Europeans that have did all this murdering and all this stealing for all these years. You guys have murdered and stole everything you got. You are the most dangerous people on the planet. But you say it's black folks, though. But really, it's you guys. So, and if you go to the book of Obadiah, you can read your judgment. There's a judgment for every nation. Your judgment is the grimmest. Because the Most High says, 
there's no forgiveness for you, even though you, you sought it with tears. Yeah, even though you sought it with tears. Which means that there's no forgiveness for Edom. And just to you know, give you a little um, foreplay of your judgment, um, you, just like you had us in captivity for all these years, uh, you're going to go into captivity for double that time. According to the Bible, you got a thousand years of hard captivity to do. That's your judgment in the Bible. Everything else in the Bible has come true. The Bible is the only prophetic book. So while you out there preaching, oh, the Most High loves us and God loves us and whatever, um, the Most High believes in karma. So you got to get paid back for all that you did to his people. Yeah, you got to get paid back for that. And you will. And I can't say that I feel sorry for you. <laughs> I can't say that because I don't. You know what I'm saying? And you're probably saying, well, I didn't do that. My ancestors did that. Well, in the Bible, it says prepare slaughter for their children. Mm -mm -mm. The most I thought of everything. Because he said prepare slaughter for their children. Because they gone. But somebody still got to pay the bill. And that's their children, which are the Edomites on the earth right now. Now, the Bible also says there will be some Edomites and other nations that cleave to the Israelites and wish to serve the Most High. And that's fine. You can do that. But you got to be keeping those commandments. You know what I'm saying? We as a people, we keep the Shabbat, which is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. And we keep the most highest holy days. We don't celebrate holidays, the holidays of man. Because every holiday you celebrate a man, you worship one of their gods. We celebrate the holy days that the most high gives us. For instance, like uh, Hanukkah, Passover, Purim, you know, just to name a few. So you have to align yourself with the Most High by keeping his commandments, celebrating his holy days, serving him in truth and sincerity, and you might be able to cleave to us. There's that possibility that you may be able to worship our God through us. There's that possibility. But for the most part, most of you Edomites, you dudes are doomed because the, the Bible says that you're going to go do a thousand years of hard slavery. And after that, you get wiped out. Yeah, you get wiped out. You guys, you guys did too much, according to the Most High. You did too much. You know what I'm saying? You raped us. You murdered us. You kept us in hard bondage. You know what I'm saying? You raped our grandmothers. Come on, man. You stole our land. You guys did too much. So it's all bad for you. Thankfully, the Most High believes in karma. Thankfully, 
it, he's going to pay back what you guys did, thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. So, it's grim for the Edomites or the Caucasians. It is what it is. But, you know, as an Israelite, we were going to patiently and meekly wait for this kingdom to show up because the kingdom of earth is going to be on heaven. I mean, excuse me, the kingdom of heaven is going to be on earth. Yeah, it's coming here. Yeah, imagine that. So, I think that's going to end our first show. I'd like to thank you for listening to Let's Talk About It with Big Code, the podcast. Um, this will air December 1st. And I'll do another one. The next one will air in two weeks, wherever you get your podcasts at. Uh, once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, this is our first episode, and we're always looking for sponsors. Um, so if you would like to sponsor an ad on Let's Talk About It with Big Co., the podcast, you can call 916 308-0784. That's for ads. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, do we have some outgoing music? Let's see if I can find some outgoing music right quick. And we'll get out of here, man. And hopefully you learned something today. Uh-oh. There's some outgoing music. And um, once again, thanks for tuning in. I want everybody to have a great, safe day, week. Um, our condolences go out to the Walmart people who got killed and also to the Q Club people who got killed. Even though we don't ride with homosexuality, but still we don't like to see people getting killed. All right. See you next time. Big Coach signing off.